people think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. Well, welcome to another episode of Kidney Talk. I'm really excited today because we have an unusual story. A lot of times we don't hear about a uh, mom who went on dialysis and had to explain to her kids you know, what it was like. And uh, so today we have Sean Chase with us, and she's going to tell us about a book she wrote called, It's Called Dialysis, My Mommy Told Me So. So welcome to the show, Sean. Hello. So tell us a little bit about your background when you first learned you had kidney disease. Well, I'm a type 1 diabetic for uh, 32 years now. And at the time that I found that I had in-stage renal failure, uh, I was 37. And I had a 7-year-old child at home. Wow. And did you have to go on dialysis immediately, or did you have some time to prepare? No, I had about a year to prepare. So my son got used to having to go to the doctor with me and sometimes going from the doctor's office to the hospital. So we had gotten to the point that we would pack him up a little bag with toys in it. So he could just come with mommy and dad would meet us later. Dad worked about an hour away. So we would, that's how we would work around that. And he had to accept a lot of this. So I guess it probably was confusing why mommy probably didn't have as much energy or didn't feel as good because he probably wanted to play. And, you know, you're like, mommy doesn't feel too well. Right, right. And there were a lot of times that I had to get uh, IVs during the week and different things that you have to do before dialysis that he just had to accept as being normal and sometimes had to answer for it, so we had to explain what was going on. So you have two sons right now, one sixteen and one seven. Um, tell us the difference, uh, because you had to explain what was going on with you, and how did you approach the two different age groups? Well, actually, the 16-year-old um, was a typical teenager. You know, he rebelled. He didn't really want to hear what was going on. But we had a social worker that we would often meet with, and she approached a different lady with the 16-year-old than she did with the 7-year-old. The 16-year-old just wanted to know what was going to happen with mom and if mom would be okay. Yeah, I don't think he really wanted to know how everything worked and why it was happening and, uh, and you know, the, the inner parts of it. But my 7-year-old did. So your 7-year-old was more curious, basically, because at 7, they're, <laughs> they're more curious about everything. What's that, mommy? <laughs> Right. He wanted to know why I had to have the needle in my arm or why my blood had to go through the machine. So we would uh, meet up with the social worker who brought him in one day when no one was in the the office and showed him what the different parts of the dialysis machine were. Now, was it interesting when um, you brought your son in? And what's your son's name? My, my youngest son's name is Christian. And what was his, uh, you know, when he saw the blood going through the machine, and um, did it scare him? Um, did he back away from it, or was he more curious to learn more? He wasn't really scared of it because, as I said, I've been a diabetic for a long time. He's seen me check my blood sugar and have blood work done. So the blood wasn't really that big of a deal to him. He just wanted to know how the filter worked. And my uh, 
social worker came up with the tea bag effect. But, you know, when you make a bag of a cup full of tea, you run water through a filter to clear out the dirt that's in the bag. And that's what she basically told that my son McKinney was on the machine. Did explaining this process to your son help relieve some of his anxiety? I believe that it did. Um, he was able to learn how things work. And as he's gotten older, he's been able to share it with other people. He's 13 years old now, and they are studying the kidneys and how the kidneys work. And he was able to tell his classmates that his mother had had dialysis and how he learned about the urethra and the nephrons and the different parts of the kidney that make our body work. And what was he most curious about um, when it came to dialysis? Was it more of um, the diet restrictions, more the mechanical aspects of the machine? And was there a difference between your your two sons? I mean, you said your older son never was that interested because he was a teenager. Did he become interested over time? Um, Actually, the older one became interested the closer we got to the transplant. He knew that, it, that you know, mom would be okay if we had a transplant. And even if I didn't, I would be okay but not feel as well. He just, it's, I, I believe it's harder. They're going through enough as a teenager by, by itself than having to deal with a mom that's sick. And we, we did get him counseling, and, and it seemed to help. But, Teenagers will be teenagers, I guess. <laughs> yes, I know. They just want to, um, if, if, they, if they can't see it, it's not happening, right? Right, right, exactly. And the, the younger one actually had to see it day to day. You know, he, he was home all the time. Teenagers go and do what they, they're going to do. And my little boy had to come home while mom was in bed or had to see the different restrictions on the diet and why mom can't eat what you're eating and different things like that. Now, what kind of dialysis did you do? I did um, hemodialysis. Um, in the center? Yes, ma'am. So did your son ever go to you with the treatments and, and wait, or did he just come in and, you know, the staff help educate him about it? Actually, we did hemodialysis in the clinic until three months before my transplant, and we did home dialysis for three months. Okay, so he got to see what it was like at home. Now, did he help you? He helped bring the things. Um, his dad had to learn how to administer a lot. He had to uh, give the blood thinner and have to actually stick the arm. And, you know, he was able to watch that. And sometimes he would help with blood pressure and different things like that. I, I bet it helped him feel like he was really helping mommy, too. It did. It did. And he's, he's actually up to three. I have three children, by the way. Uh, up to three, he, he was able to accept a lot more than his brothers. I have a son that's in college, so he was not necessarily around it a lot. Now, when you were preparing for transplant, was, uh, you know, your son, especially your 7-year-old, your uh, 16-year-old was um, excited about getting a transplant, but did your, your younger son feel any um, apprehensive about mommy going into surgery, or was he excited about it? I believe he was excited. Um, he knew that mom would, would have to do this and that I was excited about it, so I think he was accepting of it. He did know that he couldn't go into the... I had my diet, my uh, transplant at Tulane University, and he couldn't go into the room with Mom, but he was able to see me about a week after. Now, was your kidney from a deceased donor or living donor? It, it was from a deceased donor. 
So how did you get called and how did you prepare the kids to get ready? Like, this is the day. Because it's kind of like, you know, you get called for the lottery. That's exactly right. We, uh, we actually had gone out to eat that night and got home to a message on my answer machine and immediately called. My, my mother-in-law and father-in-law were on standby because we had already told the family about it, that this could happen in a split second. And we were able to call them, have them meet us at our house, and we had our headed out to Tulane, and they kept our children for us. Well, it's so important to have so much support, too, when this happens. Definitely, when I did. Now, did the transplant go pretty smoothly? It went well. I had a, a pancreas and kidney transplant, and the pancreas did not take, so a couple of days after the transplant, the pancreas had to be removed. Oh, that's a bummer, but the kidney's working. <laughs> yes, it's working completely great. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about why you decided to write a book called, it's called Dialysis, My Mommy Told Me So. Well, I, you know, and when I was doing dialysis, I was one of the younger people in the dialysis unit. There were only about three people under 40, and... A few of us had children, but not not a lot of us did. And my children would come in, and the people at the dialysis unit accepted them. They knew that they had to deal with a lot of things that a lot of kids don't have to deal with. And I just felt like there needed to be something out there for children who have to go through this. So tell us about the process you went through to complete this book. Actually, uh, I wrote the book over a couple of days. Uh, I enjoy writing them. Um, I like to write and... As I said, I'm a photographer, so I like to, to do both of those. I have a friend who, does, who did the drawings for me, and we put it together within a, probably two weeks. And what has been the response to it? Actually, I've gotten a very good response from a lot of kidney patients, um, a lot of the family of kidney patients, because they, you know, they see the need for it. And all of the proceeds that I have coming from it go straight to the Kidney Foundation. Oh, that's wonderful. So how many... Um, books have you sold? So far, I've sold about uh, 70. Okay. You know, it's not a big scale, but it's getting there. And where uh, can people find the book? Actually, I have a website that they can go to that they can get the book off of. It's, it's exactly exactly the way I worded it. It's www.itscalldialysis.com. Okay. So, through this whole process, Sean, um, what do you think you've really learned and your family has learned from this experience? I, I just think that it's um, opened a lot of people's hearts. You don't realize that other people are going through this until you're there. And um, as if you know, most of the people out there who are going through this, they usually turn to the people at the centers to talk to. You know, we're all going through the same thing, so you tend to turn to each other. No, well, that's why I created uh, the Renal Support Network so that, you know, there's a network of people out there to help each other because peer support really does help you a lot. Yes, ma'am, that's absolutely right. And uh, your son now, he's getting older. Are any of them thinking about going into the medical field? Actually, I have a son that um, was going into medical uh, early on. Right now he's still in college and he's just going back and forth on what he wants to do. Well, what are you hoping for? Wouldn't it be good to have in-house counsel as a physician, son? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you have a chronic illness, you know, it's always helpful to have uh, those health care friends, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. <laughs>
Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Sean, for uh, sharing your story. And I, I mean, I think it's really important because sometimes we forget that this, you know, it scares children when, you know, mommy or daddy or your sister or brother have an illness and, you know, they don't know what to expect. And I also know that, you know, they feel pretty helpless because they don't know how to help. And it sounds like your younger son was really a, a big support to you. Well, that's terrific. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, um, I hope that people who are listening to this show, um, you know, open up the dialogue with their family and their kids and and really help them understand the process so they can help educate others. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference. 